0: Welcome all of our campuses. I want to welcome those as well online. Uh, Those that may still be evacuated. I want to welcome all of you guys to Weekend Church. Come on. Come on. We just welcome all those. Man, it's so good to see you guys. It's so good to be with those. You know, it's interesting uh, this week, of course, uh, I've done a lot of praying. I know everybody else has as well. And uh, I I just could not uh, wait to get into the house of God. And all of our campuses, I'm so proud of not only our Mississippi campuses in Biloxi in uh, Bay St. Louis, our West S-1-Aid campus, by the way, that had two inches of water in it, uh, flooded the whole building except the sanctuary, the foyer and everything. And we're so excited. Uh, they're up rolling on generator right now. Come on, can we just give it up for the West Esplanade? Yes. Love you guys, Pastor Dave, the whole group over there and of course, our Baton Rouge campus and here at Little Creek, uh, man, I tell you, it has been quite a week. And uh, of course, we had Saturday night service last night, and and I just told our team, I said, guys, we're gonna we're gonna whatever we have to do, we're gonna have church, and we're gonna have all the same services. And if we don't have power, I'm gonna be outside. I'm gonna be a tent revival preacher. <laughs> you know, I just thought we're gonna go for it, man. I said, we got tents. We're going for it. I said. And 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 here's here's the reason why. There's nothing like being with other believers in a time of crisis. How many all grateful for the for the Church of Jesus Christ, man? Worshiping, just being together. And uh, I I want to say as well, Jennifer and I, of course, man, we've been praying for you guys, and we've had the opportunity, as a matter of fact, to be uh, at our West Ospanade campus. And are here at Little Creek serving. I do want to qualify one thing today, Sunday, will be the last day that we'll have a a car line for food at 5 o'clock here at Little Creek. Man, tell people, anybody on the North Shore, um, man, tell them for free food. Thank you so much for those of you who've been serving. However, we're going to go all the way uh, at this point through Friday. Of course, you guys know the South, uh, for for West Ospinae. So today's the last day at 5 o'clock for the North Shore. A lot of people have got their power. Not everyone, I know that. Uh, but we're going to really put our efforts over there because very few have. Uh, and we're doing uh, power on the South Shore. And we're doing a lot of ministry in Laplace and uh, those areas as well. And so we're going to have 12 and 5 West Elspinade campus uh, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We'll reassess. Man, if you've not had an opportunity to go there, you need to see it. It is amazing. The whole city of Kenner has partnered with us. Uh, and they basically, we are the distribution center for that whole, uh, city and that whole part uh, of Jefferson parish. Can we give the Lord a hand clap for that? Isn't that amazing? It's you guys. That's y'all. By the way, that pastor Doug, I want to let you know the almost 40,000 meals. Uh, those are not pay, Those are not, uh, those are free meals. That's you guys. That's our church writing checks to be able to do that. And that's because of the generosity of you guys. And so thank you so much for the serving as well. Uh, It's been a a wonderful week uh, to see all the people of God out serving. I want to talk to you today. Matter of fact, we're we're finishing up technically our series called Triggers. Boy, that was a great title. (laughs) Matter matter of fact, this lady told me this week, she goes, Pastor, I just want to let you know. You know, we're serving, giving water. She goes, you know, your series this week really prepared us for this crisis. I said, I hope it was not like a prophetic thing. Like, I hope I didn't create it by the series, you know. So I'll be very careful next August, whatever I talk about, you know. so. But, um, but, but I want to I finish up today. I want to talk to you. I want to talk to you about how to respond in crisis. And I believe the Lord's given me a word. Matter of fact, it could go along with the series Uh, But I want to talk to you about how to respond. Don't let any pastor or priest or anybody ever tell you that if you follow Jesus, that you're not going to go through crisis. What you can do is respond biblically. What you can do is respond in faith. The Bible talks about it rains on the just and the unjust. We live in a broken, fallen world, guys. Hey, hey, memo. Y'all ready? This is not heaven. How many of y'all grateful that we're going to a better place? Are y'all grateful for that? But I do want to say this, that we can live in victory in the here and now and we can navigate life and we can walk in faith. So I want to talk to you today how to respond in crisis. If you have your Bible, I'm going to ask you to open up to the book of Deuteronomy. The book of Deuteronomy. I want to look at a man in the Old Testament who knew God intimately and yet he faced a serious crisis in his life. You may have not thought of it this way. Maybe you've never heard it taught this way, but I want to give you the contextual reality of what he faced. But not just him, by the way, the whole nation of Israel. I want you to, get, I'm going to give you the backdrop. The children of Israel, of course, originally are from what, we, what they would call in the Bible times, Canaan land, promised land, modern day Israel, extended a little bit beyond that. And of course, there was a famine in the land. They went down to Egypt. You guys remember that? Joseph's brothers, the whole group, they went down to Egypt. And the Hebrew people thought they were going to go there and go back. They ended up getting stuck in Egypt for 400 years. They stay there for 400 years. You guys remember they re- that God raised up a great leader to deliver them out of Egypt. Who was that? His name was what? Say it. Moses. Of course, Moses challenges Pharaoh. God finally releases them. Pharaoh releases them. God comes in power. It's an amazing thing. Then... The children of Israel are led through, watch this, they're led through the wilderness. They circle the mountain. The older group kind of dies off. The younger group, there's anywhere theologians, the lowest estimates are about two or 300,000, up to a million people. They come right up to the promised land. By the way, fighting was not just in the promised land. The battles were actually on the eastern side as well, on the eastern side of the Jordan River, modern day Jordan or biblical time called Moab. They come right up to the river. Watch this. Moses goes up on what's called Mount Nebo. He looks over the promised land and he dies. I want you to think about this for a moment. The leader that talked face to face with God the one that brought the Ten Commandments down. You guys remember those things, the tablets? He comes down the mountain, boom, and here's the... I mean, this guy, he, he, he saw God face to face. The Bible says he spoke face to face to God. Let me tell you something. This guy was a prophet for them. He was the spokesman of God, and he dies. Talk about a crisis. National crisis for all of the Hebrew people. On top of that, on top of that, For Joshua, the one that was to follow him. The Bible picks up up in Deuteronomy chapter 34. Because we're going to see here, it's really clear, three ways, biblical ways to respond in a crisis. Regardless of where you are. And by the way, everybody's impacted at different levels. Some people still don't have power. Some people have power. Some people have a tree through their house. Some people are fine. By the way, everybody though is impacted mentally and emotionally everybody in our region, everybody in the Gulf Coast region. So be careful judging. So Oh, everything's great. We're fine. Yeah. But for example, let me give you one. I, I'm, we've got we've got a text of 29 people, all of our campus pastors, some of our core team that we're, we've been texting each day. And we're doing this, we're doing this, and we're responding as a church. And and a gentleman named Frank, who's on our staff, he's one of our people in our accounting department and our finance department. He's an attorney as well on our team. And, 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 and so I'm like, Frank, what's up? Come on, let's go. And he goes, Pastor, I'm doing the best I can. He offline, text me. He goes, I got three trees through my house. So here's my point. Here's my point. Be careful judging somebody from your position of strength because not everybody's there. Just know that. And the reality is, is that this is a crisis for everybody because we're all in this together. How do we respond biblically? Deuteronomy chapter 34, verse eight. Here's what the Bible says. And the children of Israel wept for Moses in the plains of Moab for 30 days. Moses dies. He he goes up on Mount Nebo, he looks over the promised land, and they're thinking, yes, Moses, let's do the thing. This land is flowing with milk and honey, it's amazing. And and what? He did what? He died. You can't do that now. Wait, like, bring us in. That was the whole point of the whole wilderness deal. The Bible says he died. People were so broken of that over that. The Bible says the days of weeping and mourning for Moses had ended. For 30 days they wept. they 30 days they cried. Verse 9. Now Joshua the son of Nun was full of the spirit of wisdom. For Moses had laid his hands on him. So the children of Israel heeded him and did as the Lord had commanded Moses. But since then there's not risen in Israel a prophet like Moses. Isn't that powerful? Wouldn't you like that? Joshua's the kind of succession pastor. He's following Moses And by the way, God says, by the way, nobody's like him that's ever lived. Well, man, that sets me up for success. Can't wait. I can't wait to follow him. I mean, that's exciting. Well, God goes on. And all the signs and wonders that the Lord sent to do in the land of Egypt before Pharaoh, before the servants. I mean, Moses did these great things. On the macro level, the nation was in shock. But personally, they were also in crisis. And personally, Joshua was in a crisis. Because he didn't know what to do. Yeah, you ever been there before? Maybe that's where some of you guys are right now. Some of you guys are dealing and grappling. My gosh, you got your insurance papers out. You think, my gosh, what's my deductible? What? I didn't. It's why on earth did we not pay a little bit more? Our deductible. Wait, wait. Oh, some. Some of you, There's all a range. I had a conversation with God this week as a business. He goes, Pastor Steve, I got a business. Like this is a big deal. Like this is a really, really, really. How am I going to respond to this? It's a big deal. Fact is, that all of us. All of us, I, Coach Barry Dotson is on our staff and family members in the church. And again, he was, we're, he's empowered and he's overseeing a lot of our, our, our stuff here. And yet his personal family members and crisis and, and all, there's, there's, there's a whole range of things that are going on. And by the way, I just thought I'd just share this. You guys, you guys remember there's like this kind of global thing going on called COVID too. That's a big deal. And by the way, oh yeah, our nation is fractured and broken. I didn't know if y'all guys knew that or not. I just thought I'd just share that with you a little bit. Oh, and by the way, then your personal concerns, your personal situation. Why is that important? This is life, but how do we respond in that? Joshua was right there. The nation of Israel were right there. How do you respond in a crisis? Joshua chapter 1, verse 1, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass, and the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. When those words hit you, it's just kind of tough. Now, everyone say now. We're going to talk about that in just a moment. It's very important that we don't get hung up in the why, but that we transition into another word. Not why, but what now? Now therefore arise, go over the Jordan, you and all your people, and you and all this people to the land that I'm giving them. For every place that the soil your foot will tread upon, I've given you as I said to Moses... Imagine what was going through Joshua's mind. Imagine what was going through all the people's mind. Imagine, by the way, what was also going through the enemy's mind. And the people, hey, 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 hey the leader's dead. Let's just kind of move in on them. Let's move in on these folks. And, and they're looking around. They're thinking, wait, the promise Land here. Who's going to lead us? What's going to happen? I had this big dream from God. I, matter of fact, I had a family that said we dropped our son off. At college, and now we're ba- and, now, and now we going to go pick him up, and now we're back, and all, all these dreams and all these stuff. Isn't, it, isn't life fragile? It's so fragile. Things can just change in a moment, a moment of time. Well, how do we respond as followers of Jesus? How, how do we respond as Christ followers, men and women of the Bible, that read this book that's inspired by God and have the Holy Spirit on the inside of us? How do we respond in a crisis? Because here's what I found. When there's crisis, it's often attached to loss. And when there's loss, there's disappointment. And when there's disappointment and loss attached to crisis, it often is connected to fear. So the crisis creates the loss, which then brings a disappointment, which then results in a fear. And all of a sudden, we've got a crisis on our hands, and we've got an opportunity. And there's a choice that we have to make as a child of God. Again, things happen. We can allow crisis to be a catalyst for growth or a blockade to progress. It's our choice. God has provided a way through it for us. God has given us a roadmap. Again, maybe you, because of last week, are experiencing even beyond what I can even explain. There's a lady in our church who, her house flooded a year ago and she was um, and then in this storm, it flooded and she was on the serving line this week and um, she, she made a choice. She goes, I, I just I've, I've got I've got to give out. I've got to I've got to take my eyes off myself. I've got I've got I've got to give out. In other words, I've got to respond. I've got I've got to respond. I've got to respond differently. There's always two responses. There's a the way of the world or there's the way of the word of God. I want to give you three ways, biblically, to respond in crisis. Number one, and by the way, those of you that are online, you have the notes. I, I used to give them out on all of our campuses, and so if you guys want to write this down, this will help somebody. This message will help some friends. Share this message, those of you online, because I believe this will help every single person. How do you respond in a crisis? Number one, look what it says. Number one, never forget God is with you in that crisis. Joshua chapter 1, verse 5. Here's what the Lord told Joshua No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you, and I'm not going to forsake you. The word forsake is an important word there in the Hebrew. You know what the word forsake actually means? It means abandoned. You know what happens to people when you go through a crisis? You feel abandoned by God. You're like, where's God? And you start believing all the lies of the enemy, and the, and the enemy wants to characterize truths to you, which I'm going to deal with at the end of the message. He wants to lie to you and suggest that God's not with you, that where's your God now? Christianity, you're born again. Where, where is your God? I'm going to tell you where your God is. He's not on the sidelines. He's in the game with you, fighting for you. God is with you. God has not abandoned you. God God has not abandoned you in a crisis. Crisis doesn't indicate God's distance. It's actually an invitation for God's nearness. God is with you. God God is with you, walking with you. God is helping you. God wants to speak to you. God wants to help navigate with you to help you go through this and come out better on the other side. You have to understand the picture of who God is. God is not the one. Listen, God is not our problem. God is our solution. We live in a broken, fallen world, and there's a real bad devil that wants to take advantage of our lives. But there's a real big God that wants to help us. I'm not a big movie watcher, but um, I do like some movies. And, of course, I watched Rocky 1, Rocky 2, Rocky 3, Rocky 4. How many of y'all watched Rocky? By the way, which one was your favorite one? Just yell out. all the cameras. I can hear everybody. Which, which one? It's between one and four. All right, here we go. One and four. Okay, listen, I I, I, liked, I liked one. Adrian! I just, I just, I, I liked Rocky. Okay, okay, now, now this is a test. You guys ready? Here's a test. Everybody ready? Okay, who... This is, this is going to determine whether or not you go to heaven. Who was Rocky? Okay, I'm joking. Who was Rocky's manager? Yell it out loud. Mickey. All right. Remember? Mick. So you got the boxer. You got the boxer right now. And we said, Pastor, where are you going? Stick with the Bible. I'm going to get back. I'm trying to help you. So you got, you, got, you got the boxer right here. Okay, Rocky. And you got Mickey outside the ring. You're going to get it, Mick. You're gonna get him, Rocky. Get in him. You know, and he's he's just you know he's old man. He's just telling him what to do, and 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 so the goal of the manager and, and the trainer or whatever you want to call it, is to is to encourage and fire up the fighter, so then the fighter goes out back in the ring and and stumbles and and, and beats up Apollo Creed. Okay, that that's the goal. Okay, that's not biblical. Here's the Bible. God goes, hey, listen. I got this one. He jumps over the ropes, says, You sit right here or come behind me. He goes in there and he whoops your opponent for you. How many all grateful that God's fighting your battles for you? Are you with me? God's not on the sidelines going, well, now that you figure it out. Shouldn't have lived in Louisiana, dummy. God's with us. God's fighting for us. Are y'all with me or not? God's in the ring. Number one, God told Joshua, I'm with you. Everybody say, God is with me. You got to know that. If you don't know that, that's the basis of your faith. The foundation of your faith is that you're not fighting your own battles in your own strength. God is with you. God is for you. Number one, never forget God is with you. Number two, you've got to know that. That's the foundation of how to deal with every crisis. This is not the only crisis. It's a big one. But everyone, God is with me. God is strengthening me. God is fighting my battles. God is for me. He's not against Number two, we've got to know and learn to do it afraid. We've got to be bold in times of crisis. We've got to learn to smack fear in the face and push through If you surrender to fear in a crisis, there are some people that have experienced disappointment and loss and they die, maybe not physically, but emotionally, right there. Because the design of a crisis is to immobilize and paralyze your faith and to neutralize you, to get you to back off, to get you to live in the question of why. Why did this happen? Why did that happen? You know what? i walk with Jesus. I'm 52 years old. i walk with Jesus 33 years. And here, here's where I am in my life. I don't hang out in the why too long. I don't live in the why too long. You want to know why? Because why will get you messed up. Let me let me just give you the answer to why we live in a fallen, jacked up, broken world, and there's a real devil that wants to take advantage of people's lives. I, I'm not going to live there. I don't have all the answers. I don't sit, uh, you know, suggest that I'm going to sit up here and give you all the deep meanings of all the. Uh, I, I'm going to get to the what now. I'm not. If you stay in the why, you you'll die right there. You, you, Every single person knows people that have gone through crisis. They've gone through disappointment. They've gone through a hurt. They've gotten their, their soul hurt. And they, and they never moved past. Why? Because they lived in the why. We've all got stuff that's happened to us. But you can't live there. And God told Joshua, number one, I'm with you. Number two, I've got a plan for you. Get ready to step out. Look what he said. Joshua chapter 1, verse 6. I'm fired up today. I don't care if you're excited or not. I'm fired up. Be strong. Watch this. Verse one, uh, uh, Joshua 1, verse 6. Be strong. Everyone say, be strong. be strong. Be strong and of good courage, for to this people you shall divide in as inheritance, a land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not part from it for the right hand or the left, that you may prosper and succeed everywhere you go. I want to say this as your pastor. When all of us face uncertainty and we get hung up over here, why did this happen to me? I'll be honest, I even had some of those questions the other day. I thought Saturday night, I'm like, oh, jeez, man, this is a lot. There's a lot. Jeez, you know, I'm like, here it is. Just, my gosh, and church and properties and all these things and we gotta secure things and people's lives and what's gonna happen. And, and by the way, and I even thought this, I thought, well my friends in Texas aren't dealing with this. I'll just be honest, Pastor. You know, friends over there in you know the West, well, California, they got bigger issues, I guess. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't have put that. Take that off the tape afterwards. <laughs> it's true, but I don't want anybody to see that from California. We can all get in that, can't we? I, I, my, you know, evacuation, people evacuate, it's wonderful if you need evacuated. And everybody's got their own personal situation. And I wasn't able to because my son had COVID. And, and so, and, and so he, I was like, man, great timing, dude. And so I was like, can you wait a week or two? So, um, we, we, we stayed here and then we had to come up to the church. I wanted to make sure everything was good. This whole wall, the whole truck well at the Little Creek blew open, all those screens fell. Pastor Randy, and to this day, he got, uh, where did the sandbags come from? Seriously. I'm starting to figure out. I was like, he goes, well, let's get these sandbags. Like, did he like bring them in his truck? I, I really don't know where they came from. So, anyway, so we had these sandbags. I guess some, maybe someone, thank you if you dropped them off. Thank you. I just wanna, and so we put that wall there. And, and, and Josh Holiday, who's incredible, over Pastor Josh, who oversees all of our outreach, we wanted to strategize. Can we just give it up for Pastor Josh? I'm not sure which campus you're at this morning. I love you. You have been a champion leading us through this whole process. And so we're all strategizing. Because here's what I knew. Here's what I knew. Here's what I knew. Even though in my emotions I felt some fear, I'm not going to submit to fear. I can't do that. Because if you do that, you die right there. You do realize that. And all I knew was when this thing passes right off the bat, we're going to be out there, whatever we got to do, because we're going to help people in the name of Jesus. Why? Because you got to learn to do it afraid. Everybody say, do it afraid. Whether fear is a spirit, which I believe it is, and it's an emotion, which I believe it can be, those two things, you cannot submit to that. You can never submit to that. Courage is a quality of mind or spirit when it enables us to meet danger, opposition, or the challenges of, of life with calmness and firmness. Courage, God wants to put courage into our hearts in times of crisis. Courage, some of you right now, that's when courage wells up. Courage wells up. Why? Because we've got to be the light of the world. We, yes, we have practical concerns. And obviously, we need to be able to deal with all of our personal situations. But we can't get lost in our personal situations. We've got to know. That, by the way, one of the greatest ways to help yourself is to find somebody that's got bigger problems and throw yourself into them. Elizabeth Elliot, the great Christian author and speaker whose husband was killed in 1956, along with four other missionaries in Ecuador, says that her life was completely controlled by fear after that tragic event. Every time she started to step out to minister, fear stopped her. Then a friend told her something that set her free, saying, why why don't you just do it afraid? I want to just let that pause just for a moment. Some of you guys are just going to have to learn. I know there's concerns. Of course there are. But we're not going to submit to that fear. We're not going to submit to it. We're going to submit to what God says, and we're going to, watch this, watch this, we're going to step out and push through that fear. I had a great pastor, you'd know his name if I mentioned it, he was a good man, a great man of God, and, um, and he told me right after Katrina, day three afterwards, day two, he said, Steve, whoo man, we're going to help you guys out. He goes, man, I'm going to tell you, you're 36 years old. He goes, I, um, I'll be honest, man, that's a lot. I'd help the people get them together. He goes, but man, I personally, I'd probably move somewhere else. Here's what he said. He goes, because there's no guarantee it'll never help happen again. I'm so grateful. And he's a good man, great man. And he was just trying to just show emotional sentiment. But that wasn't God's word. I'm so grateful that that fear hit me. I'm so grateful that I'm not going to submit to fear. I'm going to submit to what God says about my life, our future, our church, our region, your business, what God's plan is for us. Not the plan of the world, but the plan of the word of God. How many are grateful for God's word in our lives? I'm grateful for Erica this week. Erica, I don't know where you are. But thank you for serving this week, even though you're in the midst of your own personal loss. You learn, you've learned the secret of doing it afraid. Many of you have business situations, concerns. you people coming back even this whole week, and of, of course, all the South Shore that's watching right now, and thousands of people be watching online. I don't know the situation that it's going to look exactly when it comes up, but I do know what God's with you, and God, God is God is not on the outside of the ring telling you to chin up and get out there and fight the devil God's in the ring with you he's actually told you get behind me I got this one isn't that cool he said stand back watch me punch I'm a lot better than you everybody say do it afraid number one everybody say God is with me you're not going to forget this everybody say God is with me that's what he told Joshua God is with you God is with you the angel of the Lord told him that God is with you, Joshua. How do you deal with crisis? Number one, you got to know that God is with you. God is with you. God is with your family. God's going to help you. God is fighting on your behalf. You got to know that. Number two, now here's, now here's where it comes to us. We got to step out even if we're scared. The moment you submit to fear right there, you don't, you're, you're just boom, paralyzed. I'm not going to submit to fear. No, I'm not. We're going to punch through it. I'm, Pastor, do you ever feel fear? All the time. But I'm not going to submit to it. Are, are y'all with me? We're going to step out. We're going to rebuild our lives. We're going to rebuild whatever God says, whatever God's placed in our heart. We're going to see it, and we're going to see We're going to come out stronger and better and more effective for God. You've got to believe that. All right, let me give you the third one. Let me give you the third and final one, and then we'll close. You guys ready? Here it is. Number one you got to remember God is with you in a crisis. Number two, got to step out and do it afraid. You've got to engage in forward motion. Don't hang in why. Live in the what now. Number three, got to remember to refuel. Yeah. Yeah. So this week, for those of us that were here, uh, fuel was a problem. Some of you had to recommit to Jesus. And... F- you're, you're laughing because it's true. And uh, you need to probably be rebaptized. But anyway, so fuel is a major deal. And there's a whole set of issues of why naturally that was. But I learned some things this week. It's important. I've learned some things even because of some of our church members. Number one, it does not matter how nice your car is, it's not moving forward without gas. Is that right? you know, I went to seminary to learn that. (laughs) Okay, guys, y'all ready for number two? You ready? Here it is. This is a profound thought. Okay, you ready? If your car doesn't have gas, it's not moving forward. It won't work. But if you put something in your car, if it takes gas, if you put diesel in a gas car, it'll make it to the end of the block. If you put the wrong gas or the wrong stuff or if there's no stuff, if there's no stuff, it's not moving. If it's the wrong stuff, it'll move 10 feet and it's done. In other words, if you have nothing in you, it's not going to work. And if you have the wrong stuff, if you you put the wrong stuff in the car, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. In a crisis, you got to remember, remember. In a crisis, life hits you. All of a sudden, guess what? Your spiritual energy and emotion, let me use it this word, your emotional energy, your physical energy, and the spiritual power in your life, it's squeezed where, where God's spirit, it's like, whoa, you've got to get, boom, refilled right there. Pastor, how do I get refueled? How do I get refilled? He tells us. Everybody say, God is with me. Everybody say, do it afraid. Watch this. This is the refueling. He said, Joshua, don't forget this. Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate. The word meditate in Hebrew, it actually means to mutter. And here's what it means. Biblical meditation is not just thinking thoughts. It's actually saying words over your life. So if I'm biblically meditating, I'm not just going, hum, no, I'm speaking and declaring God's word. Well, how often do I do it? Day and night. When you get up throughout the day at nighttime. In other words, I'm doing it all day long. Why? Because, because, because when my car needs more gas, it needs more gas. It, it, it gets depleted. We get depleted. When we're in a crisis, we get depleted. You know what's amazing? People sat for 10, I saw them for 5, 6, 7, 8 hours in front of our church in Little Creek campus waiting for gas, but sometimes I can't get them for five minutes to stop by the Bible. Oh, my gosh. Hold on, Pastor. You're really preaching now. This is the thing that determines heaven or hell, not whether or not you can get the Bat Rouge your back. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. This book of the law should not depart from you. Joshua, let me tell you something. You're getting ready to go into the battle. You better speak the word over your life. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I'm getting it. I'm getting it. I'm getting it. I'm getting it. I'm declaring the word of God over my life. I'm speaking the word of God over my life. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my stronghold. He is my fortress. In Him I shall not be afraid. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Enemy comes and lies to you, boom! Greater is Jesus in me than the devil that's in the world trying to lie to me right now. You can't, you won't, you shouldn't, you couldn't, you'll never. No, 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 no. God says, you've got to know what God says. What does God say about your life? What does God say about your future? What does God say about your family? What does God say about your business? What does God say about you? That's what Joshua said. Joshua declared the word of the Lord, the word of the Lord. He declared the word of the Lord. He declared the word of the Lord. What was he doing? He's building himself. What was he doing? He was refueling himself with God's word. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, you don't have to go to a gas station for this. You just got to plug into this every every day. Every day. Every day. Every day. Every day. Oh, yeah. Yes. 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 Psalms 27. The Lord is my strength. The Lord is my salvation. Whom shall I be afraid? The Lord is the strength of my life. Whom shall I fear? Declare it over your life. 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 Declare. The Lord is a stronghold. The Lord is a shield. Let me give you one more. Y'all want one more scripture? Yes? You want extra? Just a little extra? Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here's the extra. Here it is. Anybody have a fire extinguisher at their house? Anybody have ever seen a fire extinguisher, raise your hand. The purpose of a fire extinguisher is to put out the fire. That fire, you pull that thing, it pushes that fire back. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 16. Some of you guys are going to get this today like never before. I'm telling you, let me tell you something. This is, this is the key right here, it's the word. It's either the world or the word. I wanna go with the word, I'm sticking with the word. I'm sticking with the word. Here it is, Ephesians chapter six, verse 16. I'm talking about failure. There's negativity in the world right now. I'm not having any conversations with anybody that's not filled with faith, ready to expand, believe God, God's with us, God's for us, God's going to rebuild our lives, God's going to rebuild dreams, God is with me, God's not not against me, God's for me. I'm only communicating the powerful, positive framework of what God can do, what God is doing, and what God wants to do. That's it. In our lives, you got to make a decision. Your cousins are going to come around, let me tell you this, and yeah, 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 yeah. Listen, just pull your ear and say, this is not a garbage dump. Go down 59 somewhere. There's a dump down there. Keep your mind filled with the faith of God's word. Above all, here's what Paul said. This is the armor of God. Above all, taking the shield of what? Everybody say it. You know what the shield of faith is? Here it is. It's your heart being filled with the word of God. With which you're able to what? What's the next word say it? Quench. You know what the word quench means? Extinguish. That lie comes of the enemy. What's the lie of the enemy? The fiery darts of the wicked one. Businessmen and women, you need to hear this right now. God is for you. God will prosper you. I remember Katrina. Some people thought it was over. God so showed up and shocked them and blessed them and surprised them. I'm believing for you guys to have insurance miracles, miracles, business miracles, new opportunities, new stuff. We've got to believe that. We've got to believe God's word. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Matter of fact, I'm going to ask everybody to stand up. Everybody, all campuses, I'm going to pray for you Just stand up. Here it is. Here it is. You better get your shield of faith up. What is the shield of faith? Get the word of God in your car. Turn off the 1970s cats in the cradle and the silver spoon. Little boy Billy's not going to deliver you out of depression. Let me tell you what's going to deliver you out of depression. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High. Bam. Oh, no, no. That discouragement tried to hit me. No, 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 no. Somebody called me and they said, no, no. Boom. No, no. God's going to help us. We're going to expand as a church. We're going to reach more people for Christ. We're going to expand. We're going to serve more. Boom. No, no, no. You can't get past this. You can't get get past God. You can't get... No, there's a fiery dart of the wicked one. That's a satanic suggestion from hell that wants to incriminate you, lie to you, and pull you down. God's word wants to lift you, expand you, and put faith in your heart. How many are grateful for this word right here? Get the word going in your house right now. Get the word going in your house. Get the word going in your car right now. Memorize scripture. Get the Bible going. Get the Bible going. Get the Bible. Fill your mind. Fill your heart. Why? Cuz I'm going to quench. Uh, it's going to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. All the fiery darts. God's got a plan for your life. God's got a plan for your family. God's got a plan for our church. God's got a plan for this region. I believe God's got a plan for this nation. We're going to be through this crisis. But then there's going to be another crisis, but it's the people of God. It's for us to shine with God's word. People are hurting and desperate, and they need somebody that trusts God and shows them how to walk with God. Somebody that believes this book. How many of y'all are grateful for this book? Come on. Are y'all grateful for this book? I'm going to ask our prayer team to come forward right now. I'm going to ask our prayer team again. Five o'clock at, West, at the Little Creek Campus will be the last day that we're doing food here. We're shifting all efforts to West Husbandade. If you want to serve at West Husbandade, please do so. You can show up at 11 o'clock or four. We've, we've, we feed lunch 12 to one, dinner five to six. I'm so proud of you guys. So proud of this church. I want to say to our West Husbandade campus, I'm so proud of you guys. We had two inches of water the, rip, the air conditionings were ripped up off the, the top. They were adjusted. And, I, getting, of course, we show up. They've got two, two inches of water in all the floor. Brand new church. All the children's classrooms are filled with water. The only area in the West Espanay campus that wasn't filled with water was the sanctuary where there's seats and carpet. Can we give the Lord a hand clap for that? In <laughs> Hey, hey. 38,000 meals. A lot of the love of God's been going out of there. A lot of the love of God. Thank you. It is an honor to be your pastor. It's an honor. I'm so proud of you guys. I'm so proud. Let's do this thing together, huh? Let's serve our community together. Let's help rebuild this community together. Jesus, I thank you that you're with us. I thank you that you're encouraging us to step out. Even if we feel fear, we're going we're to face fear and step out because we know you're with us. And number three, we're going to refuel every day. We're going to get in this word like never before. We're going to hear the word of God. We're going to live by faith in the word. Not the world, but the word. Lord, bless your people. If you need prayer, our church is here for you. Our team's up front. May the grace of God be upon your lives in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said, We give the Lord a hand clap. Come on. We bless the Lord. I love you guys. We'll see you.